Verbally Effective with Ina Esco is an interview-style podcast that intersects art, culture, politics, and entertainment with a Memphis focus. Each week, I'm joined by a featured guest with roots in Memphis. Verbally Effective delves into each guest's personal journey to uncover the incredible stories fueling their purpose the highs and lows of their pursuits, and how through their passion, they are moving the culture forward. Be sure to follow Verbally Effective and Ina Esco on Instagram. Also, download the Verbally Effective podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music. Don't forget to check out the website and submit to be a guest at verballyeffective.com. What's up? This is your favorite side nigga and your favorite stand-up comedian. This is Basil, and I'm here with the lovely, beautiful Ina Esco at the Verbally Effective Podcast. Hello, it's the Verbally Effective Podcast. Um, Ina Esco, double A. Um, thank you. This is Cal Dwight. Turn in. Greetings, greetings, and welcome to another edition of the Verbally Effective Podcast. I'm your host, your double E, Ina Esco. You know what? This podcast is all about Memphis and those that are making a big impact in this bluff city. It intersects art, culture, politics, and entertainment. And today, I got one of my good friends with me who is doing big things in the photog world. I'm sure a lot of you Memphians, you Memphos, big Memphis out there, you have graced his studio. I'm talking about Cedric Askew, the founder of Impact Life Studio. What's up, Ced? How you doing, Emma? I am great. How are you, sir? I'm doing real good. It's been a minute since I've seen you in person. It has. It has. You've <laughs> been think, hiding. I bet, yeah, I ain't going to lie. I have been hiding because <laughs> COVID has really did a number on me. Um, but I think I saw you last time. Uh, Kelvin Woods was doing like a big photo shoot for his art-ish production yeah. right before COVID. Black-ish. Black-ish. Black artist. Black, Black art-ish. Artist. Yeah. Right. That's my guy right there, man. That's my guy, too. Man. He be Shout out to Kelvin Woods. I know, right? We need him back in the game. <laughs> we need him going to bring that. I think he's back. coming back. He need to. He need to. He yes. Need to. But you know what? Um, and prior to that, I've been at your studio uh, a few times as well because you work with a lot of people in the city of Memphis. Yes, I do. I know you enjoy it, right? I, I do. I love it because I never would have thought I would have been in this position or in this realm of art trying mm-hmm. to, you know, Feeding my family, um, taking care of being the main provider uh, out here. I never would have thought that, you know. Yes. Started out going to the University of Memphis, doing teaching and stuff like that. Yeah. Got into that school system and them kids, whew, I got kids. out of I jumped out of there real quick. Real quick. I thought I was playing double dutch. I was like, <laughs> <sighs> Hey, I've heard a lot of stories about people getting in the school system and saying, hey, this ain't for me. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's It's... You have to, you have to really love, <laughs> yeah. Waking up every day to deal with behavior because it's sometimes it's not about teaching anymore. Yeah, you got to wake up every day to understand that hey, I'm gonna go in here, deal with some disrespectful kids. They not gonna really want to learn nothing, mm-hmm. and then after school when their grades not right, I'm gonna deal with a disrespectful parent. 
Oh, so oh, we. You getting a double whammy, and then when you don't have coworkers or admin that work good with you, you are dealing with disrespectful admins and coworkers. So you got it always. You getting it every way you can. <laughs> well said. We're gonna jump to the beginning. What part okay. of Memphis are you from? I am from Westwood. Okay, Westwood. Deep. Deep. In the heart of Westwood. Like, like what area Westwood? We right there. You know, right there, right before Indian Hill, you know, right there, right there for Western Park, you know, you got to have, you got to make sure these people know, you know what I'm saying, Park, right right there in front of Mount Vernon, great church, by the way. Yes. You know, we right, we right there in the core. Okay. So what was Lil Fed into? Ooh, I ain't never been Lil Fed, but Lil Fed. Lil Fed was into basically... Football. Okay. Playing football, drawing. Mm, artist. Yes, most definitely. Um, I was really into that Pokemon, stuff mm-hmm. like that. You know, had to catch them all. Mm-hmm. Doing <laughs> crap like that. Like, I was into kids stuff. Gotcha. Very much so. You had siblings? Yes, I do. I have one big sister, Sinitra Zaskew, which is a nurse in the biz. Ooh, COVID really got her too, so... Oh, yeah, she on I that busy train with COVID, I already know. Ooh, they up and down, up and down, <laughs> down them hallways. It still is. Yes, they are. They getting they getting it hard. Yeah. But yeah. I pray for every day and keep it moving. Right, right. Um, I know you went to Westwood High School. Mm-hmm. So uh, what was going on at Westwood High School? Going on Westwood High School, um, it was very, I ain't going to get front, it was very gang. Gang, 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 gang. It was top at Westwood. Of the, yeah, like you had two prominent gangs in the school, okay. and they beefed every day. You just trying to stay. What time period is this? This is, I would say, from ninety eight to two thousand and four. Okay. Yeah. So, how there. did you handle yourself with gang, gang at Westwood? Um, stayed with my little geeky friends, <laughs> okay. and we caught our Pokemon, try to catch them all. Like, okay, you know, most of my friends, um. They, they was into the art too, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Um, going to Miss Puff class in and out every day, kicking in and there trying to learn different stuff. Yeah. Um, she was an art teacher down at Westwood High, and she really got us like she taught us a different way of doing art. It was kind of like unconventional. Uh, it just wasn't hey draw shapes and stuff like that. She wanted us to use our hands, and we was able to make money with her too. Mm. Like we sold buttons um, for doing homecoming. We did a lot of stuff for her. Yeah, she did, and that was my first experience dealing with photography. I was going to ask you that. She um, used to take a lot of pictures for homecoming, and like you know, it was just like, hey, you could take pictures for five dollars. She would set up a background. And she had us help her set the background up mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So that was my first taste mm-hmm. of photography. But I really didn't get into it then. You didn't get into it then. I really didn't. Did get you into like it then? I liked it because I like taking pictures. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I was always trying to get in everybody pictures, take pictures with them. Okay. I wanted to be seen for some odd reason. <laughs> but I want to be seen. But that comes from my dad though. Okay. Tell me about your dad. My dad is he he's a prominent teacher, coach. In okay. in Shelby County Schools, um, Coach Askew, he worked at Northside, Manassas, uh, went to Westwood, 
coached at Westwood and uh, coached at um, Georgian Hill Junior High his last year before he had a stroke. Mm. So, but his early on, he went to Southside High. Um, and then he went to Lincoln U for um, college, and then he played with Atlanta Falcons for about a good good year. Hey, with the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, we didn't. We, you know, we ain't got that. We didn't get that check. You know, we didn't get that <laughs> that, that NFL check to everybody. Why not? Yeah. He didn't stay in there. He didn't okay. stay in the game. He didn't stay in the game at all. Um, okay. You know, back hey, then, you know, sports was was it. Yeah, you had to be the top. Cream with a cop. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Plus he got hurt, so Gotcha. Yeah, it was it was over for that. Wow. So like your dad being in such, I guess, a high profile um sport that kinda, you know, fed your Following your need foot? to yes. be seen. Seen, following his footsteps <laughs> all day, every day. Okay. okay. It was like an honor to be walking in his path. Wow. Now let's talk about when you graduated Westwood. Did you already know you wanted to go to Memphis? No. I wanted to go to Clemson and I wanted to go to LSU. What happened? My daddy said I wasn't ready. Why is that? He said, because he said I was Pokemon and all that stuff. He mm-hmm. said I wasn't ready to be on my own. Um, and how did you feel about that? I kind of took it to heart for a minute, but... I think that was the best situation they could have did. Mm-hmm. He knew me more than I knew myself. Mm. Parents tend to yeah. know their children. Yeah, because when I got to the University of Memphis, oh, gosh, it was just like, who are you? Where mm-hmm. am I? Walking to campus, like, mm-hmm. calling him every day. Hey, what, gotcha. you, what you doing? What you doing? You know, and it probably would have been 10 times worse going yeah. out of the States. So what did you do once you graduated Westwood? Since you didn't go right into college, well, I went straight to I went straight to University of Memphis. Um, you did go straight. Yeah, I went okay. straight to University. I didn't take no time off or anything. Went straight to University of Memphis, and my first semester, I was a homebody, so I stayed in the dorm. Didn't get to know anybody. Why is that, Cedric? I went from popular to lame really, really quickly when I got on campus. Was it? Quite an uh, it was undertaking. A shock. Okay, it was a shock. shock. It was very because because of the people. Yeah, because you had I, going to Westwood. You never had like I never been in school with Caucasians, okay. Asians. I, it was a mix. Big culture shock. And then period. I was living with the Caucasian. Okay. So that you know that experience was. Whew, they don't live like you know. <laughs> You know, they don't live like we live, and, you know. So it's a big adjustment for you. Yeah, and being yeah. in a dorm is a big adjustment because you have to share. You do. I don't like sharing like, like you that. You do. So. You know what? When when I first went to college, it was an easy adjustment for me. But then again, I went to HBCU. All of my people. Oh, here we go. This PV versus HBCU. Ah, well, we can get into it if you want. I don't see the difference. We both, we both had debt. <laughs> No, I didn't. I was on a full scholarship. I was on half. Okay, I get you. I was on half. Okay. I what, had half. What kind of scholarship were you on? I was actually playing football for University of Memphis. Okay. But, dear Coach West, mm. he said I was too short to play the position I was trying to play. He cut you? Cut me big time. Your freshman year? I didn't even make it to the season. No. I got cut during summer. On scholarship, though. On scholarship. And the crazy part is, I honor him because I was able to keep 
the scholarship, mm-hmm. partial of the partial of the scholarship to go to keep going to school. Wow. Yep. So how did you come out your shell at University of Memphis? And what was your major? My major was special education and video production okay. to start off. I always wanted to do, um, I'm, I'm pretty sure you know what um, my child can read. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to do a version for special needs children. Okay. My special needs child can read. So I had to take a videography um, and learning the special education part was just from my mom and my dad because that's what they graduated with. So I, I kept in that field and also hopped in videography just to video production, just to mix the two. Yeah, have a balance. Have a balance with it. So with that, I was doing that. And as you can see, that program never came out. <laughs> so it did. <laughs> it, didn't, it never came out, you know. Did you lean more towards uh, the video production side? I did because my second semester um, – one of my friends um, came to my door. He was like, hey, man, we're we going to go to the step show. And I was just like, oh, okay, enjoy. You know, I, <laughs> I was like, I ain't going out there. It's hot. You know what I'm saying? I ain't going to go out there. Okay. But he was like, man, you better come on out of this room, man. Come on. So he pushed me to come out, and my dad gave me a camcorder when I first got there. Okay. And I took the camcorder, and I just took it with me. I had a little tripod. I just took it with me out to the step show. And it was the Deltas. Shout out to EK. Woo. Mm-hmm. They fine. Okay. I love them girls. Oh, um, You love the AKAs too, though? I do. No, e. I just wanted to know. EE is. Okay. EE is. Shout out EE. They, they in a different mode. <laughs> these, these two sororities right here, it's like back and forth. You be like. Yeah. Ooh. But, you know, going to Memphis, <laughs> you know, we have. The best Greeks on the yard, you know. Okay. Compare. Best Greeks. Yeah. We, you know, we the cream of the crop when it comes to that. Why Why would you say something like we, that? We we, 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 prom, we the prominent chapters. And why is that? How, who said that? We say that in our hearts. Oh. <laughs> I just wanted to know. <laughs> Big shout outs to all of the University of Memphis Greeks. Um, you know, Pan Hill. I love all my Greeks, but you know, I'm very near and dear <laughs> To my Greeks over there at LLC. Um, did you ever like venture off to LLC while you were a student oh, yeah. at Memphis? Oh, uh, of course, you know, that's where Delta Nu came from, Delta Nu Signals. Mm-hmm. We was um raised by LLC, um, Beta Zeta. So the originators, I, yeah. I heard they're raised by Yeah, you know. Cross pledged. Yeah. They started yeah. they started it out for us. Okay. And then we you know, we took it from there. Okay, you, know. you got you to take it from somewhere. You might yeah, as well t- take we it from the best. You know we what I'm saying? I, I give them they shout out. I give them, I give BZ they shouts. I give them they props. All right, so let's get into your Impact Life okay. uh, studio. Now, what I can say about you said you took this on, um, as far as me, like being in the entertainment industry and, you know, knowing certain photographers and things of that nature, you had your own business very early in the game. I see a lot of people doing this now or trying to try their hand at it on social media, but you've been in this game for a minute. How long? This is going on my 12th year now. 12th year. So when did it all begin? It began in school, actually. Um, we were beginning school doing the um, doing that first time. They were asking me, what's your name? I was visual art at first. 
Visual art. Visual art. That was my name in the beginning. Then it went to visual impact and now impact life. Okay. Now we're going to jump all into impact life. We're going to take a quick break. And in the meantime and in between time, I need all of you to subscribe to the Verbally Effective Podcast on all streaming platforms. Also, subscribe to the Ina Esco YouTube channel if you're not already. And we'll be right back. Hey guys, we're back on the Verbally Effective Podcast. Ina Esco in the building with the founder of Impact Life Studio, Cedric Askew. Said, all right, let's get into Impact Life Studio. So tell me how it all began. Um, working out of uh, 494, um, work, well, that's a little too late, but working on campus, you know, doing the step shows, filming. Start taking pictures. Um, what were all the Greeks hitting you up to film after the after that Delta show? I went to the, um, I think it was the Alpha, and then Q's, then the AKs had the last week of the season, and I would I did they show, and I promise you, come to my dorm room, knocking on my door. Hey, <laughs> do you got that video from there? Do you? I need that video. I need that video, mm-hmm. and I literally made money mm-hmm. just as a student, as a student yeah. doing it. You know what I'm saying? So that was that was awesome for me. Did like, you enjoy doing it? I did enjoy. Mm-hmm. So come to my junior year, I had end up getting like a a top of the notch camera. Okay. I did use my refund. Okay. Got I got you. Got to use that refund. Use but what you got to use it for? Me. So I got. So that. what was your first camera? My first camera was a T3i. Okay. I thought that was like. Is, you thought that was high quality? Yeah, I thought it was high quality, and, and I was just how like, much did it run you? It ran me probably like six hundred back that then. That sounded like that was yeah, a nice I was quality like, back then. I like Best Buy. Okay, y'all can give me this good <laughs> camera for this price. So I got okay. that camera, and I was working with that camera. And some girl on campus said, "Take my picture." So I took a picture. She thought it was the best picture known to man. And I looked at the picture like I was about to say, what did you think? Woo. Like <laughs> <laughs> But she liked it. And she loved it. Okay. She loved it and that's where it started. People started booking me mm-hmm. to do their graduation pictures and as time went on I just started getting better. Okay. And then after I graduated, um I went, went into to, the school system. I did got my master's then went to school system. Okay. Um went to the school system and I started working for the school system doing track photos and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And as I got, as I kept going, I got better and better and better with it. And mm-hmm. I started looking for a studio. Mm-hmm. Went to the studio, 494. I think it's right there off Broad Street. Mm-hmm. Went over there and learned what I could over there and moved on and mm-hmm. got my own. So you knew immediately, hey, I need to get my studio. Yes, I knew immediately. After yeah. working in that studio, I knew this is what I need. I need my own. Okay. So I had to get my own. That was probably like 10, that was about eight, nine years ago. And how was it first starting when you got into into your studio? Were the clients steadily, a steady flow? Oh, or, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. They wasn't coming like that. Okay. It it, it took time. It took okay. time, took promotion. Um, But what got it was when I when I did a photo shoot for Face On Love. Mm-hmm. Um, my how friend, did that all come about? My brother, my brother, uh, I don't know how he got in contact with him, 
but he was doing something in Memphis, and my brother ended up hanging with him and being cool with him, Derrick Brown, mm-hmm. and they just got cool, and he asked me to do a photo shoot for him, and I did it, mm-hmm. and he thought it was the best photo shoot he ever had. And I was just like, oh, okay, that's cool then. (laughs) And then he started posting it and he was tagging me. I was just like, these folks are really coming to see me. Yeah. And then that's when I, you know, you start having people from school hit you up, trust Mm -hmm. you. And I would start doing celebrity credibility. I started having weddings up on my belt. Do you like doing weddings? Yes, and yes, yes, yes. You seem confused. I'm I'm a sneak in that. I'm a. It's a. It's like a. Let me ease in that. Yes. Tell me about the weddings. What? What's up with the weddings? It's not the bride. It's not the groom. It's the party. It's the wedding. It's the wedding planner. It's the wedding planner. It's the wedding planner because you can't. I can't. I can't do. I can't give you great imagery if I have to plan your wedding too. Mm, the photographer planning the wedding. If I have to schedule everything, tell everybody, "Hey, uh, I need you here this time," you know, I can't. I can't do that. And that happens often. Often, a lot of people need to book people that specialize in planning. Mm-hmm. They need to book planners. Like, don't book your friend. Don't book your auntie. Book, book planner. But other than that piece, do you like I love to do the weddings? I okay. love weddings after that. After that, weddings are just, mm-hmm. they beautiful. Yeah. I get a little teardrop every time. A little teardrop. Now, do you have, like, um, a certain style for your photography? Um, and I'm wondering that, you know, do, do photographers have a certain style that goes into your craft? I really can't say I have a certain style because... That like I impact life, so whatever style you want to do, I'm gonna do my best to impact that. Okay, you know that's that's what people do. They they bring stuff that they see in their lifestyle or how they want stuff to be portrayed, and I just bring it to life. So they give you the concept and you make it. They happen. give me the concept. They give me their vision how they want it to work, um, and they be they be stirring on it too. They be stirring on. They be stirring. They be like, this is what I want. I don't want nothing else. This is what I want. <laughs> Are they showing you something from social media? Now that's often? one. That's a pet peeve of mine. Okay. Don't show me another photographer's work. Oh. Because I don't want to get to the point where if I get cool with that photographer, or that photographer might end up following me, and he sees the same exact photo mm. that he did. That's like World War Four, Five, Six, Seven, Eight. Has it happened before? It has, but it has. That was early on, though. And I and someone called me out on it. Oh, they yeah. busted you out. They called me out. On, like, well, the fans. Okay. Like, the client posted the picture and all his people, like, they tagged the other photographer. They came after you like the beehive. They came. And I was just like, calm down. <laughs> it's just a photo. I did it my way, though. Right. But he was just like, that's what I do. Um... I draw on pictures and stuff like that. You don't do that. Stick to your own craft. But I, art is art. That's what I said. But yeah, he kind of, he kind of, he kind of took it to heart. Okay, gotcha. You know? So now I tell people, if you bring me something, if you bring me another photo, we're gonna do it my way. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? I can't. We're not gonna do it. We're not gonna do it the same. We're gonna tweak it. Right. So that's what I do now. 
So in the 10, 12 years you've been in photography, uh, what has changed, would you say, in the business itself? Um, Social media. Mm-hmm. Social media has played a big part. And, you in know, a good way or bad way? It depends on how you look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't know how to work with social media, it's going gonna, it's gonna to knock you off your feet. Mm-hmm. But if you know how to work with it, you know, you'll be okay. Okay. So you got people like Instagram. Instagram came in, they started doing the reels. Mm-hmm. You you will get more views and stuff on your reels than you will get on your actual pictures. Right. So that plays a big part on it. Yeah. But, you know, you just got to keep on pushing and moving. Keep on pushing and moving. And speaking of that, how did you push through COVID as a photographer? Um, Having allies. Okay. Having people to support you. Um, a great team behind you, and that includes having a makeup artist, having extra photographers behind you. Um, first and foremost, God, because okay. I never caught COVID. Thank you, Jesus. Me neither. Thank you, Lord. Because I never caught it, so I thank him every day for that. Mm-hmm. But having a good team after that and having having a good team is how you made it, is how mm-hmm. I made it through. So what does a typical team consist of? I heard you say makeup artists, uh, additional got, photographers. Addition, like I got go-to makeup artists like um, FD Artistry. I can always go to her. She um, she helps me out. Um, she gets my clientele in and out, gives me great looks, and she specializes in FX makeup too now. Mm. So when it's time for Halloween and I got an idea, she's ready to shoot. Okay. And then having... Having uh, a great team consists of, like, Ja'Cory Washington. Mm-hmm. Having him on the team. Shout out to Ja'Cory. I know. If I if I can't get there or times where I was sick, um, um, he'll take it over for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He'll If he got to shoot during the same time, he'll work it out where he's shooting my client as well. Yeah. So it's just having people like that around, uh, it gets you through yeah. big time. So COVID was a gift or a curse for you? COVID was a gift to me. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of cl- people were taking pictures. Mm-hmm. People was doing videos. People was booking. So mm-hmm. thanks COVID. But no, you know, no, I don't want you to, <laughs> I don't think I want you to come back because it was a lot right. of people getting sick. But Look, is it gone? Is it gone? <sighs> Now we got the monkeypox thing. We got to work that. Look, that they only talked sh- about the monkeypox right, for two minutes. Like I'm like, what's going on with that? <laughs> like that, that scared me. Okay, I know you probably have some interesting stories. <laughs> um, you know, just working in this business. Uh, tell me about a time you had a client that just was never satisfied. Have you ever had one of those? Always. Okay. Always. It's it's always a client that's gonna compared to their old old photographer or their past photographer. It's always going to be one of those. Mm-hmm. And my whole my whole response to that is, if you love them so much, why did you book me? Go back to them. <laughs> what did you do to not go back to them? <laughs> like just go on back to them and we can, we can we you don't have to come to me. Right. You know what I'm saying? You're going to do it my way. Mm-hmm. But um you also have clients just like to compare edits. Compare edits. Yeah, com- like they compare to the post product mm-hmm. with you all the time. Hey, this this doesn't look like um your regular work. What do you mean? Like <laughs> this is what I this is my regular work. Like if you can 
I'm not gonna sit there and debate with you that I that I took more time on this person than this person. Right. And then you got other clientele that just wanna just nick and pick all the time. Mm-hmm. They either didn't want to pay the price, wanted their pictures quicker than then you have to give it to them. Right. Or they just just want to be people. <laughs> and you know what, said I asked you that because you are hilarious on social media, on Instagram, and you brought up reels, right? Now, you'll come up with some really creative reels just from your experience of being a photographer. So what has, uh, you know, stirred this interest and putting those reels out with your business to Inst- promote Instagram pays me. Okay, so you're doing the uh, the, yeah, so, the getting paid for the reels. Yeah. So okay. is it, it a nice amount? It's straight. You know, it's not. It's not. It's not like I wouldn't depend on it for bills. Okay. But pocket change, yeah. All right. Good pocket change. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I just take viral reels that's going on. And I try to relate it to my business mm. the best way I can. Like, I try to relate it to my business. Anything that's viral, I relate it to my business. And I, I suggest other people do the same thing all the time. Yeah, Like, yeah, just take they, whatever they got and just use it. Because if you post them reels on there, they're going to have that little uh, thing that comes up, pop up, hey, you oh, want to yeah. get paid for reels? Yeah. This is on mine all the time. Yeah, click it. Mm. Click it. For what? My thing is, okay, Instagram. How yeah. much you getting off of this versus they, me? They, of course, they're going to get more off of it than you What are. is, like, the cut? That's what I want to know. I don't know what the cut. I don't know how they divide it up. Okay. But it's, like, the more you, the more real, the more views you get early on, the more money you get. Right. So, if I get, like, we'll say if I post a reel at the top of the month where it starts, where the real thing starts, at the top of my 30 days, I think it's 30 days, mm-hmm. if I post a reel and I get, like, 20,000 views, I might can get anywhere close to like $150. So it's all about the views, not the likes. Yeah, so the view is, I think it play, everything plays a part in likes, okay. views, and comments. Mm-hmm. So all that plays a part in how much money you would get. Wow. Do you encourage your clients to do the reels? Yes, most definitely. And tag me, tag Impact Life. Oh, real tagging really ain't going to help in the real game. Mm. You know, it ain't going to help in there, but... If you like, if you're trying to just better your business, yeah, I say do reels all day. Yeah, wow. Just, just use the popular reels and keep it moving, singing. You know, put yourself out there. Put yourself out there. Now, is it that's easier said than done? Said really, it is putting yourself out there. So how how did you overcome actually just doing that? I do it by myself. I don't do it around people, mm-hmm. and I have the I have the ability. If, if it's not doing well or people not taking, delete, delete, delete that job. or archive it where I don't see it on my page. Yeah, or you can move, remove from profile grid. Yeah, remove from profile and just let it do what it do. Yeah, because I heard if you remove it from profile grid, it'll get more views. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, someone told me that. Oh, okay. You know what the, I don't know, you know why. What I don't know what the science is behind that, but yes, that's what I heard. Um, but anywho, uh, on to. What's the next for Cedric Ask You with Impact Life? We got a lot of things going on. Um, working with bigger clients, um, working with more businesses for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we just trying to engineer a new situation going on. That's what we're trying. More money, more support, just, you know, being on more podcasts. More podcasts. Just making making Impact Life a a known company more than just Memphis. How did you come up with that name, Impact Life? You know what? I can't even give myself credit. I had to give myself, I had to give Marvin that credit because we were just sitting in the car and he was just like, you need to call yourself Impact Life. Mm. And I was just like, well, what does that have to do with anything? He was like this. <laughs> you visual impact. So he said, use that and move with it. He said, you like, you know, you deal with the gospel. He said, use that and move with it. And I said, okay. And I just took that name and I ran with it. Yes, yes. Any advice for up and coming photogs out there? Work. Don't stop working. Don't stop putting out content. It it might not look the way you want it to look at the time, but just because you don't like it don't mean nobody else going to like it. Mm-hmm. Put it out there. It doesn't make sense to be on your computer. doesn't make sense to be in your phone just sitting there. Nobody can see it. It's art. It's You describe it the way you want to describe it. Yeah. So people going to take, take your art different every way. So... Put it out there. Let the world see it. Okay. And you guys are moving soon? Yes. We will be moving to a new studio. Look out for that. Um, if you already have bookings, you will be at the same studio for right now. But look for that email that will change coming addresses. Soon. Coming soon. Very soon. Um, it's bigger and better things coming, y'all. Y'all going to love it. All right. Well, Sid, I am so proud of you. You've been doing your thing for a long time, and I consider you, you know, one of the go-to people in this industry, especially in Memphis. I appreciate that. You going to spread that outside of Memphis? I'm definitely working on that. Um, Yeah, I'm definitely working on that. Okay. I feel like you got a lot of stuff you want to share for part two one day. You're going to love part two. Okay. I feel like I am going to love part two. How can everybody get in touch with you, Sid? You can reach me on Instagram or you can reach me on my email. My email is impact.lyfe247 at gmail.com. Or you can reach me on Instagram, which is impact underscore life. Um, I didn't want to put my number out there. But <laughs> email is good. Email is great. So you can yeah. email me. And if you do, if you email me you'll see my number on the um, signature when i respond so there All you right. go well thank you so much cedric ask you for joining me today on the I verbally effective it. podcast you're doing some amazing work out there um you know i look at a lot of your photos um you know you have gotten me to follow people from you know uh the work that you posted and just seeing what they have going on based on your sessions with them so you're doing an amazing job. It's the way of the world. Yes. Pass it on. Pass it on. Pass it on. Mr. Impact Life Studio. Check Cedric Askew out. My guest today on the Verbally Effective Podcast. Thank all of you for joining me on the Verbally Effective Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on all streaming platforms and also subscribe to the Ina Esco YouTube channel as well. Thanks so much for joining us today.